0: Who would it mean more to you personally to beat? Because beating Volk and Holloway something no one's done.
1: That's what, what I think that, that's gonna happen, that I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Volk February 17th and then I'm gonna fight with Max Holloway here in Spain. I think it, it's gonna happen.
2: Um, what really matters is the belt. The kid that was 10 years old that dreamt of becoming the UC world champion, well that's the only one he wants to make happy, so once he wins that, does it really matter who's in front of him, Max, Walker, Heather Belt? That's it. That's what really, really important to him.
3: Episode thirteen of the Overdogs Podcast. I'm your host, Bags. We got my boy Mike Perry in the house. How you doing, Mike? Yo, I'm good, brother. We live, baby. Live, Mac Mally, I know it's early for you. You said uh, it's eight thirty a.m. My God. Oh, and he's drinking a Bud Light. How you doing, yeah, brother? Not too early, baby. I'm doing fantastic. All right. Well, run by CanPai Media, CanPiMedia You can find all the articles, betting information, et cetera, uh, and CanPi Collective, rocking it right here. The mm-hmm. luxury streetwear brand for MMA. But yeah, let's get it rolling, boys. We got a uh, a good episode. There's our first one live, um, so you know a little different. But let's let's kick it off. We got Ilya Taporia coming on. Uh, it's one of the bigger guests we've had in a minute, so I'm excited about that one.
4: Man, all our guests are for sure good folk you know
3: for sure but not often you get you know somebody coming up with a title fight here and you know a couple Very of months true. i mean hell we had i say that we did have roy val on just uh you know what two weeks ago who's Yeah, gonna be fighting for the title <laughs> we did <laughs> so yeah you know? maybe it is free, more frequent than we think Yeah, but yeah let's talk about we got we got so much shit coming up we got um like the next 30 days, there's a lot of good fights. We got, uh, you know, Sergio Pettis is fighting, uh, for Bellator tomorrow night. Um, there's several good fights on that card. We got, um, Karate Combat, which is getting bigger and bigger. They got a big fight, uh, December 15th in Vegas. Mike and Eddie, December 2nd in Salt Lake City for BKFC for the uh, what was it the King of Violence title? Is that right?
4: Yeah, isn't yeah. like that? I like that. Sick, I like that. Let's go.
3: And then December 16th is UFC 296, probably the best, most stacked card top to bottom of the, of the year, I would think. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of fights going on. I, w- I do want to know about this, Mike, because I was, I was listening to some of the guys in BKFC and they were like, you know, this is, th- that belt's bullshit and he needs to come fight me for the title. Now, of course, look, they all want the clout, right? They all want to fight Mike Perry. But Feldman put it, Feldman put it pretty good, man. He's like, "Look, we have to we have to do this shit for Mike cuz he's too fucking big for our belt holders." Like he straight up said it.
4: Mm. Well, I mean, there's people that talk shit but they don't really want it. They just want some attention. Um who else out here asking for attention? These guys is retiring every day talk uh just, tweeting oh i'm retired this and that look just another day looking for attention how can i get attention today you know so but um i'm the one that's gonna be getting the attention uh my the belt was picked i like the belt there was hate on the belt there was likes on the belt uh, people are all over the place no one can come together in this world and just be honest you know uh well at least I guess some can, but there's groups that they just they're bored and lonely so they just wanna just add some negativity where they can and that's fine bring it on motherfuckers cuz I'm gonna shine. But what are they hating on? The design of the belt? What are they Bro, hating? they're just hating it cuz they can't get the chance and then there's there's people who never worked for it like I have. I've I've been working for this for 10 15 20 years, bro. Like I've been I've been on the mission, the training, getting stronger every day. Lots of weeks, you know, getting my ass beat trying to figure out how to beat some ass and so now it's my turn to go beat some ass. And um you know, Eddie Eddie got them cakes. He looking fat and bloated with the all that juice he's taken. Hard-ass nipples. I should have twisted his nipple instead of the booger flick. I should have fucking tw- gave him a good titty twister. But I'm going to give him a good
3: fucking knuckle sandwich. The booger the booger, the booger, booger uh, flick, I think, was <laughs> iconic. Uh, yeah. And he Annie had the, uh, the fur coat on, too, which, you know, you ain't getting that shit out of there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a nice... That's dry, clean, that's dry clean only, dog. Oh, shit. Man, let's go man we got to <laughs> who, talk who about fight? what other fights are on that card uh, on BKFC, Mike I know we got Ooh, Big Ben
4: Rothwell, yeah. man Big Ben Rothwell we did a filming with him the other day and uh, that'll be released soon um, him versus Todd Duffy and then there's uh, the I think it's 145 I don't know if it's 35 or 45 uh H D Howard Davis is fighting for a BKFC belt on that card. Uh, I think that's going to be a great fight, man. Howard Davis has really been putting in the work, and he's really, uh, really passionate about what he does for bare knuckle. Oh, uh, there's Steven some there. other ones on there, but I can't. Oh, Jeremy Stevens is
0: on there. Hey, Rivera, yeah.
4: Jeremy Stevens is. too. Yeah, look at that. After he got beat up by Nate Diaz's boy. Yeah, uh, he's coming back try to get some get get himself back in the dub section.
3: It wasn't didn't he fight on uh Roy Jones and Anthony Pettis card as well? Did he fight all the he got
4: beat up by Nate Diaz boy boxing on that
3: card. Boxing on Jake on Jake Paul's card. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he also fought was it Jose Aldo, do you know Mac I think he fought yeah. Jose Aldo on when Roy and and Anthony fought in Milwaukee. They boxed, I think. Yeah. Boxing. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, who won that one? Wait, I think Aldo
4: did. Gamebred boxing. So damn, Jeremy bread. can't box, bro. He got no <laughs> swag,
3: bro. Yeah, who but
4: the
3: fuck? He did not look. He did not look good against uh, Diaz's boy. That's I mean, who but, the fuck
4: is this guy? If you don't know yeah. who we're talking
3: about, yeah, <laughs> who, right. Who is that guy right? Yeah, he came in and put it on him. But oh. uh, hey, Mac, let's talk about uh, let's talk about karate combat a little bit. you know sam alvey uh texted me the other night he was super fucking hyped he's getting the uh the shot at i think 205 against ross levine for the belt so he was he was hyped up about that and then of course they're running back uh, anthony pettis and henderson again
0: yeah so um you know obviously i work with karate combat um but like dude this is a this is a fucking banger card, dude if i'm being real we got Pettis, Henderson, three, but under, obviously, Karate Combat rules, which are perfect for that style of matchup. Yeah. You're not going to see anything lame. Uh, Levine and Alvy couldn't... A lot of people have been turning down fights with Ross Levine, actually, and maybe we'll name drop those people uh, soon. But essentially, the only thing they could find right now was Alvy at 205. So they're going to give him a heavyweight... That's heavyweight Karate Combat. Give him a heavyweight title shot. Inaugural heavyweight title. Double champ status for Levine or Heavyweight. Champ what is what probably? is heavyweight in
4: uh karate comet? Two oh like two oh five, yeah, yeah, two oh six. Okay. Yeah. Um Well, I mean, shout out to Awesome. He's uh he's the new president over there. And oh, uh you know he's, awesome? Yes I do, man. Goat Shed Academy. He's doing big big stuff, man. Um And he's having fun with it. Uh, He's real humble about it. And uh, look what he did. His first card as president, he's got Anthony Pettis and Benson Henderson coming uh, to fight again. And, you know, in the UFC, Pettis armbarred Henderson to take the belt. And then, you know, so like with the five seconds of ground and pound that they get... And it's all punching and kicking, and they're in that gladiator pit, man. Super dope. I think that's going to be a great fight. And then that's big ups for Sam Alvey, too. I mean, tough fight on his hands, but he's going in there at the Karate Combat and having some success. And now he's fighting for—so it's a vacant title?
0: Uh, inaugural. Never been a heavyweight champion yet.
4: Oh, because so... the other dude is the 85-pound champ
0: yeah middleweight okay and he's yeah he's uh he's one of the most talented straight up fighter like strikers i no,
4: i know him i just
0: he's crazy yeah yeah, he's a
4: cool guy man he's uh he works hard and stuff he they uh he comes up here to uh fusion xl he trains in central Mm -hmm. florida sometimes um who there's uh raymond
0: daniels is on it too
4: oh yeah he's always on it man he uh You were there that time that he did the spin kick and like he hit his neck on the damn yeah
0: and fucked on the himself pit, up, dude. Oh my yeah, god, bro. We'll, that share, was, that. we'll bro. share that out on Twitter. Yeah, dude, he did like that like tornado, like rolling thunder type weird move. It's like he made <laughs> it up and like hit his head on the side of the pit. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't tell from where I was standing, but yeah, he fucked himself up. He even got up and he was like, "I almost docked myself out." Shit, but damn. <laughs> Damn. yeah Damn. that's that's gonna be a banger card it's the day before ufc uh 296 uh, man, right my, there bets. In Vegas.
4: my bets the yeah. other day boy they did not they do bad? well i thought i Who'd was so have? proud i was so proud
3: of my bets i was
4: like oh this shit it's gotta go down man i hit one i think it was now you talk about
3: picking straight up fighters or cause cause Mike throws a bunch of crazy bets out like second round submission and yeah, shit like
4: that. It was, it was those things. It was like over one and a half rounds or over, uh, you know, over two and a half rounds or in the third round, this could end. And, um, you know, I thought at least for the potato fight, it would go a little bit longer, but it didn't. Every everybody was getting knockouts that night. So, and then uh, right before the fight, Andrade was a plus five hundred. I was like, damn,
0: I would Dude, totally throw a bet wild. on that real quick. Yeah, that's up. she was a plus five hundred
4: for TKO finish. Yeah,
0: oh, Andrade was over, yeah, but over because Durr? she'd been losing. But she yeah. came in there like a bat out of hell, boy. It, and then Mackenzie had the fucking nuts to just stand there and swang with her. And she hurt her, oh too. I was, like, God. blown away. I was like, oh, shit. She's about but it. You don't so know like, how man, to clean, though. But you're, not, no, she does you're not, not throwing. You're not. No, she strikes based off the threat of a takedown. That's where she finds success. It's sloppy and Andrade. <laughs> that was badass. Andrage back. I don't know what she does, though. <sighs>
4: That's uh that's what make like that's what makes Hamza these wrestlers, some of these Russian wrestlers so good is because like you know, like he could he's done okay in his striking and stuff, but like he you can see that sometimes it gets him. So when he wants to, he shoots like he means it. He fucking Mm -hmm. gets he gets low, he gets inside and grabs your ankles or your knees and finds a way to tussle you to the ground
0: you know who are you more impressed with him or shavkat Hamzat or shavkat
4: well hamza has been done much bigger in my mm-hmm. opinion shavkat is good who was just uh talking about him was it um uh, it was joaquin
3: was talking about the shavkat fight maybe
0: was it i think so yeah yeah that you know
3: He's minus five twenty against Wonder Boy. That number is massive. Who
0: Shavkat? Yes, is minus five twenty.
4: Yeah. Well, that's it's because of his five last one, five.
3: Five to one favorite over
0: over. It, Wonder you Boy. know,
4: he didn't wrestle Jeff Neil Damn, at all. That's why
0: that line's probably. But like
4: that. He's probably gonna wrestle this time with Wonder Boy. He's gonna have to, and, um, you know, Jeff didn't throw any head kicks at him to make him fucking wrestle. You know, so I was like. I was like, come on, Jeff, throw the damn head kick. Why'd you throw
3: it at me like that? Damn. Hey, guys. Hey, Jazz. I hate, I hate to do this to the, to the 18 people that are watching this live, but uh, Ilya doesn't want to go live. He said he'd, much, he'd be much more comfortable if we record. So um, he's going to be on in a couple of minutes, Jazz. So why don't you uh, go ahead and kill the live feed, and, uh, and we'll record with Ilya. Well, thanks for watching. So I do want to talk about that. I mean, like, Shab got it, minus 520 or whatever. Ooh. Like, that is a huge okay. fucking line, right? Wonder Boy's, it's fucking Wonderboy, Boy, right? Like, why?
0: Uh, because because of his last fight, I feel like he didn't get exposed. He got in a dog fight where usually, you know, part of why he's been held in high, such high regard is just how dominant he usually is and slick, and we saw him go through a fucking war with somebody who's top 10, but also, like, not, you know, Jeff Neal's not Hamzat or Usman, you know? So he's obviously capable of being dragged into the deep water by top, you know, uh, top 15 people, honestly. So with someone like Wonderboy, who has a history of, like, no one's really been able to hold him down well. I mean, who have we seen hold him down well? Woodley kind of struggled with it. Uh, Burns kind of got him down a couple times. But with his range and his striking, I feel like, shavkat probably will attempt to wrestle more like mike said but i feel like that's why the line's so big because he's historically been so hard to get a hold of um it just his striking and the the matchup i think but 500 is way way heavy i'd say like 250 plus 250 what do you think mike i mean it's a tough
4: call i mean you got an undefeated guy um who had a banger of a fight, uh, you know? Jeff, I mean Jeff is good, man. He's really good. He's been mm-hmm. at the top. He fought Wonder Boy. Uh, I thought Wonder Boy was really nice in the Jeff fight. Were moments where he could have maybe picked him apart. He didn't. He's such a nice guy, you know. He's the N what are they, the NMF, the nicest motherfucker. Yeah, and, nicest uh, motherfucker. Yeah, so. You know, if he does that with Romanoff, I don't think he will. Though he seems like he's really on a mission lately because he's got the skills. And Wonder Boy is like, this is his last fucking chance. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's a fun bet to throw a little bit of money
3: towards the U.S. Hey, baby. Yeah, because you know, you know, if he's minus five twenty, that like a Wonder Boy finish or something's gonna be like plus like. Fifteen hundred, you know what I mean. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some crazy props there for you.
4: And T Wood, man, he you know he had them bangers with T Woodley. T Wood was a killer at that time. It just goes to show you how much of a killer he was because we see what Wonder Boy does to people, great people. He his striking is unmatched. He can point fight and poke and keep you off him. Anyone and. T. Woodley was a dog in there and just gave him hell, and he was real smart and sharp about it, man. Shout out my dog, T. Wood, bro. Um, You know.
0: I feel like Wonderboy was the one who made T. Wood, because he fought two times after that, obviously, after the the two Wonderboy fights, but I feel like Wonderboy was the one who made T. Wood become really cautious and, like, hesitant to throw. I mean, look at the second fight with Wonderboy. Then he goes to the Damian Maya fight. I think that was a decision. Then, then he obviously whooped Darren Till, but I think Darren Till was ushered into that shot a little bit prematurely. And then after that, just fell. Don't down. give but these it guys
4: excuses. Boy. Don't give these guys excuses. Especially man.
0: him, right? <laughs> Mike says he hears Till. He says, "Fuck that." Yeah. Well, you know, he he shot that left hand right at him. He paid for it.
4: So no, that was. Uh, I mean, he did crack him, but then he he darsed him. Yeah. You're pro- yeah.
0: Uh, Who, okay. Till right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. You were thinking of the uh, the all one. Dude, the that one this is random, too. but the Nate Marcourt knockout of uh, Woodley, yeah. Of but come on, bro. Chaos. Oh, come that's a come strike, on, bro. That
4: was one eighty five. On bro, I'm not judging. Notice. I'm saying it was
0: just one of the craziest knockouts you'll see of like a former champion. Like, obviously he wasn't a champion yet. You get what I mean? Yeah, like, but
4: Woodley was, wasn't there yet. Mm. Woodley was fresh,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, no, look at this. Like, man, just it's just one of the nastiest KOs you'll ever. Yeah, see. Yeah, but
4: this was a damn welterweight versus a real middleweight. Like, hundred
0: percent. I, I, I'm not ripping T Wood. I like Nate T-Wood. Nate
4: Marquardt is a fucking animal. Especially back then,
0: Holy he was shit. an
4: animal, bro.
0: Man, that's like. Who was your favorite? Who's your favorite like, OG fighter, Mike? I mean, there's a lot. That's a good like question. Evan Tanner got me into MMA. What about man, you? Man,
4: you know, OG Silva was the man. And I mean, Johnny Bones is, he's,
0: he's an OG literally
4: fan. the whole sport, the whole timeline, pretty yep. much. Yeah. Like the shit really hit the fan once he came in. Yep. Johnny Bones is the original gangster, bro. That's it.
0: Still youngest champion, right?
3: Yeah.
4: Could yep.
0: be. Yeah, by far. Yeah, still youngest champion. So I'm
3: going to talk to Ilya yeah. about that because you know, Ilya is only 26. And I was looking up the, um, and I'll, I'll read this Jones. out to Ilya as well, but I was looking this up. You've got, I mean, if you look at like the 10 youngest champions, I think like, eight or nine of them are in the hall of fame and it's all from like 23 to 25 years old. Right. And Ilya's 26 and, going into this title fight. Like that's, that's right there at the cusp of like, you know, one of the youngest ever.
0: Well, and back then it was easier to become champion when you're, young. Look, look at Vitor, the way he was 18, just smoking people on every I mean, bit of yeah, steroids yeah, like, you like could Frank, be on. Frank
3: Shamrock's in the, on the list, for example, you know, Tito Ortiz is on the list, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, OGs yeah, are on yeah. There in comparison.
0: So I'm 26. Holloway maybe would be. There's probably a few around he,
3: that 26 range. He'd
0: be close. Yeah. he'd be like 28 probably. Youngest UFC champs. Where Jones was like 21,
3: 23, I think. Was he 23? I think so. Yeah,
0: it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, Man. yeah Frank. and then
3: never lost again. Like, <laughs> I mean, like yeah, 13 years of of 13 to 14 years of title defenses is, is fucking insanity.
0: It's that's a dec- that's a generation. Bro. Yeah. Josh Barnett was 24. Aldo was 24. Yeah. Jones was 23. Damn.
4: OG Conor McGregor, too, man. He has some, I remember how, how I was looking when he starts, uh, Aldo.
3: <laughs> so, crazy. Mm. so crazy. I was like, but I now I look back, I'm like, God, how did I not know that he was going to do that to him? That was such a banger uh, card as well, right? Because right before that fight was uh, Weidman and Rockhold. And Weidman had never been knocked down, taken down, nothing. And Rockhold beat the shit out of
0: him. Well, Weidman was beating the fuck out of And what'd him. I do
4: to him, huh? And what I do that's to him? Right. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Rockhold, straight up. Have we talked about this? When I saw Rockhold at the karate combat thing, I held the power cube for him. So he was kicking my leg and kicking my chest, whatever. seeing how hard he could hit. Fuck, dude. So Perea's kicked me, Boss has kicked me, Ross Levine, a bunch of fighters have kicked me, but Rockhold kicks the hardest I've ever really? felt. That shit, literally holding it on my chest. Like for a second, I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like it's gonna stop my heart. <laughs> like this dude's throwing. I can't imagine eating that like clean. Oh fuck that, bro. Rockhold hits hard, hard as fuck. And Mike over here knocked his nice teeth out. Teeth. I ate that shit though. Ew. When he, <laughs> he ate that, that left shit. hand, <laughs> yep, yeah. took that. Beat. You sure did. That's Maybe all he said it takes, boy.
4: That was, yeah, you know. Oh my gosh, I hate to say things like, What's, uh, what, how's he?" There's no way, like, you know. I guess there's a chance if Eddie gets in the ring, but I just gotta put a fucking stamp on it, bro. I'm do my thing, bro. There's no way. That's what I. It's really like.
0: Go ahead. I was
3: just going to say, that's what I love about BKFC, right? Because it's, it just, you, you can't, you can't be timid. You know what I mean? Like there's no fucking opportunity because it's just, it's pitted you to go straight at each other. And if you don't, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. That's what I love about like that setup of the way they do it. Like if, if you're t- like Mike, if I mean, he's Mike even said it like about, uh, Eddie's fight against, uh, Mendez. Mike was like, you know, Eddie, Eddie backs up too much. You know what I mean? Mike's like, I don't fucking yep. back up dog.
1: What's up, guys? Yo! My man. What's up, El campeón! <laughs> que grande que es. How are you, brother? Vamos, hermano. Hello to everyone. Hola, hermano. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien. Gracias. Que grandes. How are you, ¿Qué grandes? pasa?
3: Uh, you still in Spain right now? You training in Spain?
1: Yeah, I'm training in Spain in, in, in Alicante, in Alicante. You have to come, you have to come here, you're gonna love this place.
3: I do, I'm, co- I'm coming after you get the belt, I'm coming back for that party. Right, so <laughs> you're waiting for my belt? What's that?
0: You're waiting for his belt? Oh
3: No, I just wanna say, I know the party's gonna be insane after he has the belt. That's why I wanna go for the for the after party.
1: Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I hope so.
0: Didn't they just announce your brother's fighting on, it's not the same card, it's, uh, who's your brother fighting? Yeah, he's going
1: to fight in the year T2, but I don't want to fight in the same card with him, because
3: uh-huh. of
1: many reasons, you know? Distractions.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right yeah. 100%. So I did have a question uh, you...
3: that, too. Um, yeah, go ahead. You know, we talked to, we had Anthony Pettis on, and, and obviously his brother Sergio, your brother's coming up now. Any any good stories about you guys scrapping and fighting when you were
1: growing
2: up? Wow, I have so many stories with my brother. So many. We fight with,
1: with each other so many times for free.
3: <laughs> yeah, for free
1: so many men.
3: Mike, you know yeah, about yeah, yeah. wow.
1: how, how, how the brothers relationships look, lo, looks like we, we fight with with each other all the time but at the same time it's like we, we love each other but we hate each other it's a little
4: complicated relationship <laughs> yeah do you do you feel um you know, because your opponent, Alexander uh he just, you know, he took a loss from the 155-pound champion. So, does that, you know, put a damper on your mindset of the fight? Are you training the same? Are you still giving the same intensity? And you plan to, you know, just you knock him out too. Now it's even easier for you maybe.
1: So, for me what happened in, in his la- last fight didn't change engine uh, didn't change anything for me like i know that the recels uh, it will be the same if si eso no pasara con en su última pelea el resultado sería el mismo yeah so
2: it's yeah, so, an interesting question yeah,
1: Mike. because training I- is, is, is the same the focus is the same uh, i'm going to train like for, for, for the best in the world. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get that win.
4: All right. Let's go, brother. Bring that home back. Uh, bring that belt back home to Spain.
3: I will. Awesome. I will. Trust me. I will. That is an interesting question, though, Mike, because I feel like public perception, right, has kind of leaned that way. Just, just in general, like people are like, oh, well, he got knocked out, so now he's not as big of a threat. But if you think about it, it's still Alexander Volkanovsky at 145. Like, right, it's still the same animal. It's just that public perception.
0: Islam, Islam got knocked out. Man. Right. Look at that. I mean, right. you're in the
3: you're in the fight game long enough. You're gonna get knocked out. Like, just the way it
2: goes. Um,
4: I had uh, I had someone uh, give me a question for you, Ilya, about. Um, your girlfriend or fiance or wife that you you love her very much and she helps you so much in your your career. You know, I'm one who brings my wife into the corner. I get what that is like. So tell us about tell the world about her a little bit and how she helps you and and how you guys work together as a team.
1: So okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do it in Spanish, okay, because I'm I'm gonna feel okay. a little better. And, Chi-Chi, I hope you're going to make the, trans- the correct translation. <laughs> so, eh, doesn't
3: want to mess this one up with this
1: girl. Por supuesto que ella es una persona súper importante en mi vida. Al final, en, en una mujer es es una figura súper importante en la vida de un hombre. Si quieres, ve tra- traduciéndolo y te voy.
2: Sí. Of course, he's someone very important to me. Uh, a woman in a part of a man's life is something very important.
1: Sí, sí, entonces eh, el apoyo de ella y todo lo que me aporta en mi vida profesional es súper importante y para mí también es importante que esté involucrado en mi vida profesional y que entienda acerca de ello para que en mis campamentos o en todo lo que esté haciendo a nivel profesional me pueda me pueda ayudar y ella la verdad que lo hace a la perfección y la verdad que me ha hecho la vida muchísimo más fácil Desde que estoy con ella, que antes de estar con ella, que solamente era yo el que, tenía que remar hacia una dirección.
2: So uh her, her support means a lot to him. Him having her next to him everywhere, not even in just normal life, also in professional life, knowing about camps, weight cuts, knowing about everything makes him feel more comfortable and makes him feel much more uh, it's easier than it was before because now it's not just him alone. Now he has a, a partner with him that's gonna support him in everything that he does. We support you guys. I do have a question. I do have a
3: question about weight cut. You're the only guy I've ever seen that drinks like right before weigh-ins, right? Like you on the ESPN episode, you were pretty, you were pretty drunk on the red wine. What started that?
1: So. Básicamente, it starts in one of my training camps that eh, tenía me quedaba como eh, un par de kilos por cortar y el nutricionista me recomendó que justo antes del viernes que hacemos el recorte de peso que tomara vino porque me iba a deshidratar y tomando medio litro de vino que iba a deshidratarme por más de un kilo.
2: So it was in one of his fights. ¿Te en Leafa, ¿o no? Yeah, with Damon Jackson, I think. In, in, in the Damon in Jackson Lapera. fight, um, he had a couple of kilos to go in his weight cut, and then his nutritionist told him, Hey, a, a good way to do it, maybe you haven't heard of it before, but it's drinking wine, actually half a liter of wine, with the height, you more than more than a kilo, and then by doing that, well, it helps him sleep and helps him, it helps him, um, nothing about the fight the next day and then it actually helps out for the weight cut. So ever since then, he's been doing it and he's been making weight, so it's been working.
4: Not the same. That's awesome. He was enjoying
1: <laughs> when everyone, everyone was, was like, uh, it, it's tough to sleep before the weigh you know, because you're cutting weight. But when you drink wine, you don't give a fuck about anything because you get drunk. (laughs) So that helped me a lot in in everything. I love
4: that. I've been doing it uh, for my fights. I, I don't do it on weight cut day, but I've been doing it that week because I tell myself if I'm going to fly on a plane and if that plane is going to go down, I'm going to have some wine so I'm okay and I can deal with it. So on fight weeks now, I have a little bit of wine.
1: Okay, I like that too. I'm going to think about
4: that if I'm going to do
0: the (laughs) wine before my flights. Yeah, Mike, are you one of those people that collapse when the plane lands? Mike? (laughs) Only in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. Only in Puerto Rico. <laughs> hey, so I, I do have another I got
3: question. A question for, uh, for Ilya. I got a question. So, Ilya, you're, you're 26 years old, right? And if you look at, like, the like the 10 youngest UFC champions ever, you're looking at John Jones at 23, Jose Aldo at 24, BJ Penn at 25, Jens Pulver at 25, Tito Ortiz. I mean, like... That's a, that's a pretty special class to be in as one of the youngest fighters. Do you think there's any advantages or disadvantages of being of getting the shot at at, at your age?
1: Eh, lo último
2: que fue lo que me dijo José. Que teniendo tu edad tu edad, ¿qué crees? ¿Es una ventaja o desventaja tener un, una oportunidad así por el título a tu edad?
1: eso eh, la verdad que mm, no sé si es una desventaja o una ventaja la verdad que antes por por, por ego siempre era como que mm, me autoalimentaba como que soy el mejor soy el mejor y yo quiero conseguir más que ningún otro y tal pero ahora estoy en un punto en el que sé la verdad todo lo que me va a suceder y estoy súper feliz de pertenecerle a una lista legendarios
2: So he said before, uh, when he was younger, everything was like, he wanted to feed his ego, be like, yes, I'm the best, I'm the best. But he's not sure if it's a disadvantage or not, because at the end of the day, he knows what he's going to conquer. It doesn't matter what point of his age he's going to conquer, but he you knows he's going to be a champion. And now that he's matured, he's like, you know, it'll come when it has to come. Now the, op- the opportunity has come and I'm going to take it. So... The age doesn't, it's not really, there's not really a factor in it.
3: I do feel like, I do feel like the Josh Emmett fight was probably really good for you, Ilya, because even though, even though you dominated that fight, I mean, it was one of the most impressive, like five round fights that I've seen, but you did go five rounds, right? And you, you couldn't stop him for whatever reason, but I think that's good for you at, at 26 years old, right? To go that distance and, and yeah. fight somebody of Josh Emmett's caliber um, to get you prepared for that next step, you know, which is Volkanovski.
1: yes, of course, it, it, it was a great experience for me because I always knew that uh, know that I can go for twenty five minutes, but that that was something that I, that I proved for myself that I really can go for and fight for twenty five minutes and, and stay focused in ensure in, in, in a fight, you know que it 25 minutos concentrado que antes sí, a nivel tan alto como en la pelea, la que yeah,
2: it was a demonstration that he could actually do 25 minutes And not just do it do it professionally and, and still be dangerous he says that before he thought about it, he's like yeah I, I think I could but he actually proved it to himself and to the whole world that he could do it at a very high level.
3: I personally feel like that's a that's a big advantage going into this fight, right? Because you you know if it drags out, that, that you have that that motor to go.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And at the same time, I, I think that in the what what I did in the last fight, I think that I could do more. But I had to stay calm in, in every situation, you know, because I feel that I heard him in, in many times. But eh, no podía como presionarle más de la cuenta porque era como que me tenía que mantener en una línea.
2: You couldn't go Overboard because he had to, to maintain the the like the, the pace that he was keeping. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm well it's crazy to look at the stats of that fight uh, if people don't remember I mean it was a wash one way for okay. Ilya but like one knockdown uh, 152 strikes landed 3 takedowns to so for Ilya and then Josh had 0 knockdowns only 87 strikes uh, 0 takedowns 0 sub attempts that's a wash bro like you locked down wow. one of the best fighters yes. in the division yeah, wow. and you, you did it over 5 rounds round, I've, yeah. I've always found that I've always found that far more uh impressive than knocking someone out super quick i mean obviously knocking someone out super quick's dope but when you prove you can be in there with someone like josh emmett for five rounds and dominate the entire time not even catch a knockdown or a takedown uh that's pretty dominant what i'm curious about is how do you start your your, uh mma career with like seven i think it was seven uh submissions in a row then all of a sudden you started figuring out you could just detonate people on the feet uh what do you, why, why is that? Was it threat of takedown or you just found power in your hands and you like the way it feels to hit someone in the face?
1: So, uh, I'm going to answer that like again in Spanish. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. No, you're good. I'm sorry. Empecé con el boxeo y con el striking porque en algún momento sí finalizaba a la gente, pero llegaba a una conclusión que necesitaba mostrar más calidad en las peleas y que necesitaba ser mucho más completo de lo que era y no solamente estar eh, no ser un peleador de de una sola dimensión sino tener habilidades en las tres dimensiones que es el striking que es la lucha que es el que es el suelo entonces me tocó desarrollar la parte de pie también y ahora la verdad que por estrategias también con con mis rivales me ha servido mucho todo el aprendizaje que tuve en los últimos años
2: so he says that yeah, he started the striking boxing. Um and he mainly did it because he didn't want to be like a one dimensional fighter. He just didn't want to be a jiu-jitsu guy. He wanted to be uh, he wanted to be good in all three dimensions wrestling, striking and jiu-jitsu and grappling. Um and that's why he started doing that. And it's helped out in in other fights because now other now the, the opponents have to look at all three. They don't have to be like, Okay, he's only good on the ground. Nah. He's good everywhere. You have to train for everything.
0: Exactly. Well, I mean, to beat Ryan Hall the way you did, I was there actually at that fight. I think, and then Bryce Mitchell, you sub him. I mean, that's it's as well rounded as you can get. Um, and the Jai Herbert fight, I was actually there for that one too in London. You yeah. got quite a chin on you. Where I don't even know where what does he get. Ahead, Where does man.
4: that jiu-jitsu come from? You don't hear about a lot of guys from Spain. I don't know though. I mean, Abu Dhabi is on that side of the world. Um, you know, did you compete in jiu-jitsu uh, with the gi on and your black belt, I assume? Georgia. I, 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 Georgia Europa, Greco-Roman.
1: I uh, uh, subcampeón de Europa a los 17 años y todo comenzó por mis entrenadores que son de Argentina y eran cinturones negros aquí los primeros cinturones negros allí en España yo creo y la el primer deporte que convencí a entrenar en España fue el jiu y la primera pasión que tuve también fue el jiu-jitsu a lo que me dediqué hasta los 18 años por completo fue el jiu y la lucha
2: So when uh, he first started actually it was judo um, his coaches they were one of the first black belts in Spain and he became under U seventeen, uh, second place in the world championship. Well, in the European championships, and he's actually the first him and his brother, first ever Georgians to become black belts. Wow!
1: wow. I he was basketball. twenty years old.
2: Yeah, he was twenty years old when he did that. Yeah, and then, and it was his first passion. He says his coaches have taught him everything. That was his first. That was the first thing he learned about MMA, actually. It was jujitsu jitsu. So he
4: was 20 years old when he got his black belt. Yeah, 20. Years.
2: Damn.
0: Yeah.
4: I'm 32. I'm still a purple belt. Come here
1: to Spain. That literally sounds like Thomas. <laughs> i
4: Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta come to Spain and get some training in, man. You're more than welcome, brother. You're more than welcome. Whenever wow, man. Welcome. Thank you so much. Mi casa es tu casa ah definitely gotta come through bro okay. bring the family a little bit
2: of course bro
4: any kids do you have any kids Ilya yeah I have my my, my little son he, 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 he gonna, uh, yeah he, he gonna, he's gonna turn four. He, he's
1: gonna turn four now in
4: five days oh he's gonna turn four. Oh. he's a big boy that's great man he'll be at the fight I hope so I hope so I hope so. I you, really gotta, fight, uh, you uh, win Los the Angeles. belt, you yeah. bring him in the ring.
1: Yeah, of course I will. I will. Is mm-hmm. the fight of in Los course. Angeles, Matt?
0: Yeah. Okay, the fight I, I, in Los I'm,
1: Angeles. What'd you ask me? The Is fight. it in
3: Los Angeles, the fight?
1: So in the, reality I I don't know. They changed the, the they changed the location so many times. First of all it was in, in, in LA then I oh. hear something that uh, maybe it, 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 it would, uh, it's going to take the place in, in Las Vegas or in Australia, so I don't know. In reality, I don't care.
3: It,
0: yeah, I heard the rumor for I LA know. as well. Yeah. They don't know yet, yeah. I heard LA as well, but who knows. Well, Do you, Would you mind fighting like, in Australia? Uh, yeah, there you go if if it's somewhere like Australia
4: or in Las Vegas because you're in Spain so like the different time changes like when would you get there on fight week how many days before the fight would you get there to acclimate to the jet lag and things like that I always
1: go like one month before the fight I oh, wow. try to go to the uh, to the city where, where the fight's going to take place so yeah and this time it's going.
3: Wow, one month. Because you one went, you went and trained in Miami, right for the uh, for the Jacksonville fight with Josh Emmett.
4: Yeah, yeah. For a whole month, man.
3: For a
1: whole month, yeah. Because I, I I always like to go with my team and like me, hasta saber todo, ¿sabes? Porque pues a la primera semana es como que te sientes como un zombie hasta que te lo más mínimo, comida es...
2: yeah it says that the first week big. the first week um, you feel like a zombie you're tired the, the the hour change and everything and then you have to find out where the supermarket is you are gonna buy the food the the drinks and everything so once you get acclimated to that Then the other three weeks are just boom, 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 straight. Finish up the training camp and then get ready for the fight.
3: How has has your training changed, I guess, from, you know, obviously you have to train for an opponent. What have you been really focusing on for the Volkanovski fight coming up?
1: So I just went back to my backgrounds. I'm doing a lot of grappling, a lot of wrestling, because that is where I really think that I have the, the advantage with, with him because he's a good striker, but he's a, not a natural wrestler or, or he's not good at, at the ground. And that is where, where I'm going to make the difference.
2: I got a question,
0: but I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word it because it's like it could be a lot of ways we go with this. But essentially, so featherweight has had two champ, what four, ever, right? Only four. Besides interrupt, you've had Jose Aldo, Connor, Max, Max, yeah. Ald- Aldo again, and then Wolf. Volk. Like that's it. So, <clears throat> and then you have Volk, and you have Holloway in the same weight class, and those are two outstanding legends. Like all time, I mean, two of the most dominant champs of all time. Would it? Um, who would it mean more to you personally to beat? Probably Volk, but what about beating both? Like your thoughts on that? Because beating Volk and Holloway, something no one's done.
1: So that's what what I think that that's gonna happen. That I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Volk now in, in February 17, and then I'm gonna. I'm going to fight with Max Holloway here in Spain.
0: So who would mean more to you? Yeah,
1: that's right now right. my my goal. And yeah, I think it's, it's going to happen for
2: sure. ¿Qué pregunta que, que, so qué qué emplea va a significar yeah. más ganarle a Volkanovski o a Max? ¿Qué,
1: ¿Qué pelea va a significar más ganarle? Uf, pues, la verdad, lo que significaría para mí ganarle a nadie. Para mí lo que significaría personalmente es convertirme en el campeón del mundo porque es como que le, cumplir, le cumpliría el sueño al niño que era hace 10 años que se propuso el sueño y conseguiría sus, sus sueños marcados. Pero no tengo un nombre en la mente, como que me da igual al que le gane. Yo quiero convertirme en el mejor hombre del mundo...
2: It doesn't really matter. Um, what really matters is the belt. Um, the kid that was 10 years old that dreamt of becoming the UFC world champion, well, that's the one he wants to make happy. So once he wins that, doesn't really matter who's in front of him. Max, has Heather Belt, that's it. That's what really really is important
0: to him. Word. Does Volkanovski getting knocked out by Islam take away any value of a win over him. Like, you know, would you have preferred to see him go a few rounds? does it take any way anything away from beating him cuz he just got knocked out? Entendiste?
2: No. Que por por porque no si perder por un knockout, así que le hizo Islam disminuye eh el valor de ganarle a Bortolski.
1: No, no, no fue. Because he, 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 he took the fight for 10 days notice, I don't know, I think it was 10 or 12. He, he moved out to, to, another, to a different weight class, he went to another country, he did so many different things. No, no lo disminuye para nada, lo, lo intento en otro peso. Al revés, le da más crédito, no? que es un tío que le pone pelotas.
2: He says, uh, "Well, what well, he said at first, and then he said um, that I actually you can see the other way. You give him credit. I think he's a tough guy for taking yeah. that fight, and it, it's it would be a great win
0: for him. A hundred percent. The only reason I brought that up is because like you, there are going if you do go out there and smoke him, there's gonna be fans that say, Well, he just got he was already chin checked and shit like that.' So that, that's yeah, the reason bro. I brought it up. But great answer."
4: Yeah, they ain't—they ain't never gonna matter. There's always gonna be some haters somewhere. You—you oh, you, you gotta, in my opinion, you got a tougher Volkanovski on your hands because he just got sat down and he's working on his stuff now. So, you know, um, man, props to you. You're gonna go out there and handle your business, do your job. I believe in you. I'm—I'm I'm voting for you. I'm putting my money on you. Let's go, Spain. Miami.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
4: so. About Wolfram, you know
1: there is no easy opponents in the UFC. They all tough, they all come like all in. So esta pelea no va a ser diferente. Aparte él no tiene nada que perder, ya perdió una vez, sabe el sabor de la derrota. No tiene nada que perder yo espero nunca saber el sabor el sabor de la derrota.
2: He has really nothing to lose. He already lost. He already knows how that feels. I don't know how that feels, and I better never taste
0: how that's going to feel. Damn, that's cold. <laughs> He's that's confident,
2: cold. boys.
3: I like it.
0: I got I got one more. Okay, so the way – obviously, Conor McGregor's always been, like, the number one call out. Like, you got Patty Pimblets coming around these days. Like, there's always these big names everyone's calling out. Um, By the time you – because probably you beat Volk, you'll probably get Holloway next, right? so pushing this like a year in the future like what are some big fights you have your eye on or are you just cold blood killer i don't give a fuck whoever they put in front of me what's your what's your big connor what's your big payday your mayweather mcgregor type payday like you have one is there someone coming no, up but that but you think's gonna uh, be a huge that
1: type uh, in, in mma you asking me or in, like in boxing yeah
0: Honestly, if you if you want to pivot to boxing, that's fine too. But yeah, just I overall, what's the fight big goal?
1: I one day with Canelo. I love him.
0: Canelo. I have
1: I have so so much respect for him, but I want to fight with him one day. Once I will become a UFC world champion, I want to go for him because I really think okay. I have my my chances with him. I will. Como que. Okay. Lo he seguido durante toda mi vida y ha sido de la persona que más he podido aprender en el mundo del boxeo. Y creo que tengo mis posibilidades con
2: él. He says that he's been following him forever. Um, he's the one that has actually learned the most in the world of boxing. And he would love to find him one day. He 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 believes he has the possibilities to be him.
4: I love it. How much weight do you cut to get to 145?
2: Close to 15
3: kilos. Ooh.
2: Is that like 30 pounds? pounds? Yeah, around that. Around that. So,
3: so, yeah. So, how about Islam in the future? I mean, what about a 155 move?
2: Yeah, of course, bro.
4: We can't fight with him. He want to fight everybody. He wants to fight everybody. <laughs> That's right. He's like, yeah, Mike, he's like, not- I would have said, you know what my dream fight is? I want to fight Messi because it's big money and he's a soccer player. I could win that fight. <laughs>
1: That's true. So, pelear con cualquiera, tampoco. El que genere más dinero para, para mi familia, con ese es el que
2: quiero pelear yo. He's like, you won't fight anyone, but whoever makes him the most money for his family to take care of, bring him.
3: That's right.
4: Bring it on, mother. It's the attitude
3: you got. You have to have. I mean,
4: let's go, man. I like this guy, man. He's super cool, Mame. chill, yeah. El Spaniard. El you're an oh. original Spartan.
1: Que son espartanos. Claro que sí, espartanos, matadores.
3: Yeah, tell me like I like the uh, commercial with the rose as well. Yeah, did you like it? Oh video? yeah, no, that was it. Was good. It that was, was good. Clear. Yeah, that was good. I have a a guy
1: who is more so director creative here, and it was the idea of him. The truth is, at first, I didn't like the idea, but then when I saw it, I said, "Wow, this guy is good."
2: He just hired a a creative producer, and at first, he gave him the idea. I was like, mm, "I don't really like it," but he's like, "Let's go for it." Once he saw uh, the finished product, he was like, "Wow." it's good Good Uh, you
3: you have to you have to lean into the to the to the spain to the to the matador you know there's there's have you ever
4: done the the bull running have you ever done that i've never done that
1: i never even watch it
4: man when i come to spain that's what we're doing bro we go together we're running from the bulls you you go and i watch (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with you, Mike. I'll go with go you, Mike, ahead, but I'm terrified man. to do that shit. Yeah. I'm going to be riding one of them bitches. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. it would be
4: Mike. Yeah,
1: Mike Perry, bro, you're the man. Thank you so much, brother. <laughs> Lo que más me gusta de él, porque pueden haber muchos peleadores buenos y tal, pero lo que me gusta de él es que va hasta, hasta la muerte, ¿sabes? que Sabes que entra donde entre y va a pelear, ¿sabes? Y eso es lo que al final se aprecia de un, de un luchador de verdad que le gusta lo que hace. Y es un fenómeno.
2: He said that, yeah, you remember que he, he loved in the UFC. He loved that. There's a lot of good fighters in the UFC, but there's not many that have a heart and have the the courage that you do that just go in there and just just fight that's what makes a good fighter and he he absolutely knows that for me he said he said you're one of the few guys
3: that'll fight to the death
4: (laughs) thank you so much my brother yeah absolutely man speaking of that December 2nd I fight Eddie Alvarez in bare knuckle boxing that'll be fun man you gotta check that one out you gotta watch
1: yeah he's a dead man walking right now
4: (laughs) yeah that's all
3: I fucking
4: love this dude bro (laughs) <laughs> I love this guy, man. Go ahead. Awesome, bro. I love I can't it, man. believe it. You have
3: a huge future ahead of you. We're all pulling for you on on uh, in February. You know, I think I, th- I said you were gonna beat Volk twelve months Morning. ago, um, and now you have that chance. I think you get it done, um, and and I'm excited for your future.
1: Man, thank you very much. It was a big pleasure to to have the pleasure to talk to you guys. And I'm sorry for my language barrier that I would love to talk in English with you all day, but I'm going to improve, I promise. being We're going to sit and we're going to talk everything
4: in English. Mucho gusto, brother. Mucho gusto. Elias, he's on his
3: way being that legend, man. He was a really cool guy, yeah. bro. It was really great to hear him. He's got the... Um, He's got the whole package for what the UFC wants. You know what I mean? For sure. He got the good looking. He's young. He's, you know, from Spain. Like, like, he's he's got the complete package when it comes to fighting. You know, I'm sure they love that kid.
4: Yeah, that's the thing about mixed martial arts. We're having it all. Being able to punch, kick, grapple, wrestle, submit. You know, it gets tossed up in the air sometimes for, you know, it did for me, uh, The kicking and shit, like, the kicking tore me up. My legs, like, I would kick people, and it was a mistake. It would hurt me so bad when I kicked them that I didn't want to do it anymore. I mean, not saying that I wouldn't, because I would fight anybody in any rule set, but, you know, I do enjoy the boxing, it's kind of my thing, so...
3: For sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I mean, like, and you know this. I mean, you know, to to make the big bucks in the UFC, you got to be marketable, right? And, like, he's got that. And, and you know, they, they really pushed. They, you know, you know how hard UFC was pushing Patty Pimblett, you know? And, and, like, you know, Ilya wanted that fight really bad. And the UFC just wouldn't give it to him. And they knew, yeah. they knew what was going to happen if they let Ilya in there with him.
4: Yeah, he's not Good. ready for that much competition, but.
3: Man, I want to see Tony Ferguson do good in that one, man.
4: Look at that burrito, man.
3: I do, too. And, and you know, I heard, I listened to Patty the other day. And, and I think he was 100% right. He said, like, this fight's a lose-lose for me, right? Because everybody's, like, everybody's pulling for Tony. Everybody thinks Tony's done either way. So, it's yeah. like, I'm just beating up a guy on a washed-up losing streak. If I win, it almost is a lose-lose for Patty. And I, and I really can't blame him for saying that.
0: It's. It's only not lose lose for him because the UFC will continue to push him down that same kind of like red carpet road to a title shot. Yeah, we so were just talking
3: win. about we were just talking about this when you, no, when you went to grab a beer. I could, oh, no, you heard I could it? Hear. Okay, yeah, yeah. Talking about you know they what Ilya was like Ilya wanted that fight so bad and they were like, nah, not happening.
0: Yeah, well, and they have different trajectories. You know, when you have someone like Ilya, that's that's someone. Like you look at who he fought, Damon Jackson, Yusuf Zalal was doing pretty good, I think, when they fought. So Damon Jackson, Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall was fucking ankle-locking everybody or heel-hooking everybody. He beat the shit out of him. Then Jai Herbert, who was looking really good from Cage Warriors. Then Bryce Mitchell all the way up to Josh Emmett. Different trajectories. Like, there's just no point in... And you're talking 155 versus 145. So The Bryce
4: Mitchell fight was really when I found out about Ilya because Mm -hmm. Bryce was on a tear... And I thought he had this weird country boy jujitsu that worked on people. And Ilya just shut everything down, like, phenomenally. So, I mean, props to that guy, man. Especially, and I didn't know, you know, the world-class jujitsu like that yeah. was in Spain over there. Yeah,
0: that, that was going to be my next point. Like, a lot of people didn't even know that because he was just knocking the fuck out of people. So it was like, oh, shit, this dude's a fucking boxer. And then... Oh, you find oh, out. He's no, he's grappler. actually legit. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, Tom Aspinall. Yeah. I kept saying that when we were talking to him. I wasn't <laughs> trying to like, interrupt or anything, but sounds like Tom Aspinall. Tom Aspinall comes from England, not known for the jiu jitsu, but his dad was one of like, the big jiu jitsu guys there. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. That's why he's got such a well. They're pretty similar. If you think about it now, Tom Aspinall's knocking the fuck out of people, choking people out, but yeah, people didn't know Elia got that elite ground game.
3: The Josh Emmett fight was the one where I was like, holy shit, because the kid, because here's the thing is like, you know, and I don't want to harp on age too much because, you know, I mean, you can accomplish whatever you want to at a young age, but like his poise in that fight for five rounds at 26 years old was spectacular because he never went for like that. He never opened himself up just to try to kill him and finish it. Right. Which, which Mm could have gotten him in trouble. He just stayed poised. He took his shots. He took his, you know, he did everything he needed to do. And and I mean, it was probably one of the biggest. I forget what the what the scorecard was. Was it like fifty to forty two or some shit?
0: It, dude, it had to have been. Like I said, I right read off the. It spot, was insane. Elia, knockdowns one, one hundred and fifty two strikes. Multiple two point rounds. And yeah, and Josh Emmett had nothing but eighty seven strikes, nothing else. That's wild.
4: Even that eighty seven seems like a, a bit of a reach because uh, I know he <laughs> didn't even. And touch them they they dropped those numbers after those fights, and I'm like, when
0: when did he land
4: when did he land ten well you there was like a big no.
0: there was a big argument, not argument like a discussion about this a while ago on social media where people were trying to figure out what the actual definition of a significant strike is, and so like according to the rules, essentially a, sign, a significant strike that's counted so the, of those 87 what's counted as as, as a significant strike is essentially if you have enough room to create force or uh, momentum so if you're chest to chest rabbit punching someone kind of like that or hammer fisting like that bullshit you're clinched up against cages going like this doesn't count but if you're chest to chest on the ground side control or something going like this not significant, the second you posture up and you get enough room to create a little bit of momentum, it's now a significant strike. It's a really vague, real like weird rule, but when you understand it like that, you can watch a fight and go that's going to count as a sig strike, but I don't think judges really base it off that either. That's why you can't compare stats sometimes. Stats make it look fucked up. Like Josh could have won that fucking fight on scorecards and you'd look at those stats and it wouldn't make any sense but... Yeah. Mm. So significant strikes is literally just having enough room to create force.
4: Right. That's it. So when you see someone's head go like, that's a significant look- strike.
3: <laughs> well, that's what you that think. That looks but- significant to me.
0: Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. That, oh, oh, that's significant up. right there. You you remember when McGregor, like, jabbed Mayweather, just bopped him on the nose, real slow, kind of pop like measuring jab.
4: They said think, that was the most significant strike of all time. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably. I, I think by the rules, in the UFC that would be considered a significant strike. I th- think. No I don't know. It's gray, dude. It's gray. No way. The way it's described is so weird, bro. No like anytime
3: way. you have humans, that, you know, deciding an outcome on something, it's it's always gonna be vague. Like I don't give yeah. a shit if it's if it's UFC or it's fucking football or whatever, you know.
0: Yeah, for real
3: yeah but then uh, there's
4: the invisible thing, or it's not it's like it's just natural phenomenon like that we all are on this wavelength, and when something happens, you feel it, and like you know like when Tom Aspinall hit big boy, you know what I mean it's like this it's like this wave of like oh, you know when you get excited about a fight or something happens in the fight, and you're like, oh, ooh, ooh. That's, that's significant. That's, that's like a significant
0: no That's what they should do, bro. They should do significant strikes the way they do them now, and then you should have Joe Rogan O-punches. Anytime Joe yeah. Rogan goes, oh, <laughs> that's a that's six strike. Those are the ones that it fucking counts count. twice. Yeah, because, I mean, Sergey tagged the shit out of him. Yeah, he did. Aspinall was just like, fuck that, peep this. Ah, I was wild, bro. <laughs> Yeah, super impressive. I have a before we forget this, Mike. I thought of a question while I was grabbing this beer. This is it's off topic, but nah, not really. I mean Elia kind of just did it. Did you ever like see yourself being kind of like the icon you are to other fighters? I mean it's it's apparent when we bring fighters on here they want to talk to Mike Perry. Like did you ever see yourself even it don't don't kick my ass with it. like didn't win a UFC title or anything like that. But people that are fighting for him are like, This is this is a fighter's fighter. This is my type of fighter, this motherfucker. Did you ever see yourself becoming that guy to to the best fighters, bro? Like Connor is up in your face at a BKFC event. Yo, I'll fight this motherfucker. Did you ever see yourself being the everyone's favorite fighters, favorite fighter? That's what I'm trying to say.
4: Yeah, I mean kind of because i mean it's a it's a game of respect for sure at the highest level these guys work so hard and they go through traumatic changes in their life to get this good and you know be the toughest or the best or the strongest the fastest and um when you see a challenge or or someone who you know it's capable, and they you see that they got the grit and they put everything they have into it, and they've gone through ups and downs um you know and and you're a fighter that has done that as well you can you can relate to that, and you know I wear my heart on my sleeve, you know what I mean I always try I always go for broke, and no matter what, so I mean that's just something you have to respect because no matter how good you are. I have a chance against you because I give it everything I got. So, and, and you obviously guys like that, like Ilya talking, saying that I'm a fighter's fighter and, um, you know, I'm grateful for that. And, and a guy like that definitely deserves his respect and he, he kind of gets it in a different way than I do. He carries himself He's, he seemed more grown up than 26, for he sure. He seems like a very elegant man. like He's put together very well. And I'm a, I'm kind of a, a kid still up here, man. I like to have fun and shit. So I'm still growing and learning every day. And I'm grateful for, for fighters that can get excited about watching me fight. That's really all I I want to be entertaining. I want to be great. I want to be, I want to put on these fucking knuckle
3: busters of fights <laughs> and everyone just lose their yeah.
4: shit when I get in the ring, dude. So right. that's that right that's there, my title. That right mm-hmm. there is
3: why everybody fucking loves Mike Perry. Yep. Just that's that last, that last I, two seconds. Right. It, and, and mm-hmm. I speak Spanish. So I was listening to Ilya talk about this and he, and he made it, he made it a point. Nobody was asking him about it. He made it a point. He's like, I want to say this, yeah. you know, before we get off. Like, I love Mike Perry, always have his fights. He's like, and the one thing he says is he fights to the death. And I think yeah. that's one thing that all fighters respect, right? It's like uh, 99% of these guys, even at the top level, don't go that far. And everybody knows that Mike Perry will go that far. And there's just a level of, there's, there's a level of respect there. There's got to be.
0: That was literally going to be my next point. I think that's what it is, 100%. Fighters keep it real. Like, deep down, they fucking know. I'm not yeah. about that. Oh, I'm yeah. not about that. Everyone wishes they could be, fuck that, like Mike Perry. They wish they could not give a fuck. They wish they could hang in those in those situations, and they can't. And even the most elite fighters, I think, recognize that and go, that motherfucker's built different. So I think that's really cool, Mike. I don't know. You've just become. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Me too. A... You've become the superstar's favorite. That's what
4: I do it for, man. And, yeah, they're, they're going to put, put some respect on my name, dog. Uh, December 2nd, they're going to put some respect on my name, dog. Just,
3: a, li- just a little it. more, man. It's already there. Just a little more.
0: Yeah, it's just
4: got to keep climbing, bro. Alvarez right.
0: versus Perry has got to be the best bare knuckle fight you can put on paper thus far. I mean, it's got to be. I can't think, of, can't think of one that's better. So far. So far.
4: On paper, man. I still I wanna go out there and make it look easy.
0: I think do it. No doubt. How, how do you realistically do it. think it happens? Like obviously but, you, I know you're you're like, I'm gonna go out there and beat the shit out of him. I don't know. But what what the way the way I
4: felt so. last night I was sparring last night, I went through a couple of guys, uh you know, easy. Easy work, bro. Like I was defending some shit. Uh, I got hit with a couple of things, but it just makes me smile when I get hit in the mouth. I like, I get hit and be like, "Ooh, I'm to get you back!" Bam! <laughs> I love to fucking brawl, to fight, to box. To uh, I had, you know, I posted on my my Instagram. I posted a little couple defensive slips and counters. Man, I'm ready to show out, show the world, man. Eddie Alvarez is the perfect opponent for that because he will be a challenge. He will be a little dog in there. But, you know, I'm going to put him in the backyard on a leash, tell him lay down, shut up, and be quiet. Get him some yeah. water and, um, you know, tell when you they hit to him with the bargain. hose. If I'm going to put the hose on. it I'm I am I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to describe it, bro. It's like... I'm just gonna. I'm so fast, bro. My box and my hands are so fast. I could literally box anyone. I honestly believe this. I could get in the ring. I could be patient. I could take my time. Even heavyweight guys, because I'm faster than them. I'm small. I'm a small object to hit. And they're big. Like, I work with heavyweights all the time. And I just try to touch them and keep it moving. I hit guys with shots, these heavyweights that I spar with, bro. I hit them with shots. And I'm like, I can't never hurt this guy, bro. Like, mean fucking shots, bro. And they might stumble or I push them back. And then they just come right back at me. I'm like, gosh, man. You take them 12-ounce gloves off and you would. Oh, after this fight. (laughs) I'm looking to gain some weight, gain some strength. I'm going to fucking bench press 400 pounds, and then I'm going. I'm, I'm, You know the next fight is we're looking for. I'm going to stick with this one. Yeah. Eddie Alvarez, king of violence, is platinum Mike Perry. Eddie, Eddie Alvarez getting knocked the fuck out by platinum yeah. Mike Perry, and I'm going to win the king of violence belt. That's what I meant, and it doesn't matter if I fucked it up or not. Words don't matter. What's the show, what's the Spartacus? He say, words fall from mouth like shit from ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, this, shit.
0: Is, this is why you're fighter's favorite fighter. I, I go, how do you see this shit happening? And you, I was like, I don't really see you. You're kind of just the type of guy who's like, I'll fuck him up. You go on a whole rant. I'd be fucking detonating heavyweights up in this bitch. I'm too fast. I'm too quick. I'm just going to go out there. I'm a fucking... <laughs> bro. Gangster. You're going to beat his ass. You're going to beat his I ass. I will say this. Yeah, I, think, I think...
3: I don't think people are ready to, for Mike's speed. His speed no. right now is fucking... Dude, he's fast. He's fast. He's, I'm, yeah, he, I'm
4: cutting
0: his weight right now, dude. One of my favorite clips of all time from MMA, hands down. If somebody's going to bleed, somebody's going to get cut open, someone might die. Mike Perry fight week. Can't wait for December. <laughs> yeah, Where is the fight? Was,
4: I forget. That was before Paul Felder, and he fucking
0: survived that shit, dude. Jesus I put Christ, a zipper... Fight. He had a zipper mm-hmm. on his face. Dude, I remember I was driving while that fight was happening. I had, like, my phone right here, and I was watching it, and I was like, I gotta pull over. I had to pull over for that one. Was, like, the guy this is was too tough, the bro. Fucks? Paul Fielder is a tough guy. Who's the toughest guy you ever fought that you would give props? You'd be like, all right, that motherfucker. I would say he'd be up there.
4: Um... Fonzinibbio was tough. Luke was tough because, like, I hit Luke with some shit. And he didn't have a mark on his face when the fight was over. I was like, bro, I hit him so hard right out of the gate. Even Chael Sonnen made a video. He's like, Perry comes out, hits him as hard as you can hit someone. Luke unfazed. Perry continues to just point him from the outside you know um luke was tough and then yeah yeah, it's
0: fucking luke luke A makes sense i mean luke A has been in there is with it luke
4: fighting again
0: luke A is supposed to fight he just got knocked out
4: is he fighting
0: Ian gary
4: yeah
0: yeah yeah 296 okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, Patty yeah.
4: Pimblett tried to say that Ian Gary got knocked out in training against Whoa. the champ, Leon. And yeah. then there's a video of Leon saying no, saying he no. didn't. Uh, Patty Pimblett's yeah. a little shit. He's a little yeah. lying ass. I, I thought
3: I saw a video of Leon saying that he did.
0: No, no Leon he said, said he didn't. I,
4: no? didn't. I didn't knock okay. him yeah. out in training. But yeah, he's a little, little lying ass. So is Eddie, bro? Eddie Alvarez is out here lying on shit like it's like it's true. I'm like, damn, bro, you trying to put dirt on my name? I know. Okay. What was he
0: saying? Yeah, what he say? Cause, ah, oh, man,
4: what did he say, bro? He,
0: I know,
3: I know, he ain't happy about you making the uh, steroid accusations. He said that multiple times. Yeah, that too. All He's also, lying if you're about not on that steroids. That too, why would you about... give a
4: fuck? talking about he never smoked a joint and apparently he grew up in the most drug dense populated area of Philly or uh he said something about he said something about me being on steroids and that I got real quiet when he brought up testing like and then I finally saw that I didn't know he had said that and I was like bitch what the fuck Tell them, come test me right now. They need to put testing in this shit because there's no reason your nipples should have been that hard, bro. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, uh. what else did he say? He said, man, he said something. And then he, he said at the presser, he was like the face-to-face. He's like, oh, yeah, what you say is not what you do. And I'm like, I literally just said a fact that I did. And you lying and saying that I didn't do it. So it's like tons of little shit like that. Like, he's pissing me off with it. But it's his downfall because I'm going to be fucking mad. I'd
3: fight better mad. I don't care. Like, I'm cool. But here's the, here's the thing, Mac is even if eddie never said a word the entire time i feel like mike's the kind of guy that'll just in his head he'll make something up that eddie said just so he'll be pissed off on fucking fight night just just for a fucking reason to get himself fucking going you know what i mean yeah his mom like, didn't
4: have dinner ready when i got home
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it
4: wasn't ready About my
0: bird again bro and i'm like dude he didn't say anything you're like yeah i fucking did i'm word he definitely did mike <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly
0: he All fucking right. said it and now he I'm fu- pissed. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. I I heard it.
4: Damn. Man. <laughs> well, I can't that's wait, bro. That shit's gonna be
0: awesome. All
3: right, Where boys, that-, that was a good show. Why don't we let wait, uh Mike go, one, go one, eat last, something. one
0: last little one we'll Yeah, him. I won't take a bite of this burrito. That was gonna be rude. Where would this um win rank for you? You know, next one's your always
4: the best one, brother. This is the next that's one. Always the best one. Mm-hmm. is the always fight. the best one. And then we, you know, uh, we just keep it going, but I'm, I'm really excited for this. I mean, this is the greatest moment. It's going to be the greatest moment of my life, um, when I win and, and there's a lot of things that I need to set straight and, and handle and, um, you know, this is an opportunity to clean up everything in my life and just fix it all and, and, uh. You know I won't let nothing stop me from doing what I'm supposed to do and win this fight. Got a boy.
0: Well, like I've said, man, um you know I do social media mostly for for a living and stuff, and so ears pretty to the yeah. To look the ground forward in the to whatever community.
4: weird tweet you make that week. Oh, they should just oh, let they should just let, let me Mike go wild. hunt Eddie in the back.
0: You should let me. <laughs> you should let me write tweets about Eddie. I'll make some fucking. Bangers. But here, the community loves to see your growth. We've talked about this before, man. You're you're not only fighters' favorites, you're fans' favorite. And this BKFC fight, the one with Holden and this one coming up, has gotten some of the biggest social media traction I've seen so far from many of their events. So you're carrying that, man, and we're all happy to see it. Let's get Mike some
3: banger memes to, so that he can just fire them off at
0: Eddie. Good, I will. I bet you. Dude, I got fucking... Well, you could say something like... Oh, Mike training for his fight. He's having his girlfriend scream at him while he plays UFC 5 just to get in the zone fighting <laughs> Eddie. Like some shit like that, bro. Blimey. You can think of something funny. But yeah, yeah Mike, we'd love to see it, brother. Can't wait for that fight. Yep. I right, appreciate you, boys. Y'all have a great day, yep. man. Ilya Taporia, follow everybody on socials. Follow Overdogs, Can't Buy Pandas, all that shit. We're coming back at you pretty much weekly at this point. We out, baby.